Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good afternoon, students. It's four o'clock. The school bell has rung, and instead of rushing off to athletics practice to never quite master the Fosbury flop, we've chosen to join After School Culture Club, where we get to geek out about the culture we can't get enough of. So, who is in class today? Who are you? My name is Lee, Lee Warner. Lee, did you go to school? I did go to school, yeah. <laughs> Anything you want to tell us? Were you good? Were you a geek? Were you naughty? Were you in detention? Uh, yeah, did did all right, yeah. I played football, you know, I was kind of like a bit of an all-rounder, I guess. Oh, God. Sorry. One of those classic all-rounders. Did you actually join any clubs at school? Uh, I did history club. What's your favourite uh, period of history? Uh, I'd say the Cold War. Oh, my which God. Which is fairly so relevant. So relevant. Mm. Yeah, I'm not just saying that. Okay, so enough about you. So we dedicate each meeting of the club to analyse a different item of popular culture. I hope you've done your homework. Always. So today's essay is Goldeneye, Superlative Bond or Cartoonish Mess. Goldeneye, does it hold a special place in your cultural history? It does. It does massively. It was the first Bond that I ever saw. Um, it was the first one like I can really remember. I was probably about six or seven at oh, the time so when young. it came out, I know. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember it really fondly. Do you know what? Even though I'm a tiny bit slightly a few months older than you, um, <laughs> haha, um, I too remember it being the first Bond that I ever actually saw at a cinema because there was a massive hiatus, wasn't there? Because there was legal disputes. So... Goldeneye was released on the 13th of November 1995. Jeez, that's what, old 23? God, I was four. I actually thought I was older. God, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I was four and a half. Um, <laughs> so at the time, the number one in the UK, any guesses what it might have been? What song? Yeah. Uh, you probably don't even know it. Something from Brian Adams, I don't it know. Was a, it was a double <laughs> A-side of I Believe and Up on the Roof by Robson and Jerome. Yes, I do know that because uh, what's his name's from Game of Thrones? Oh, man. And that's I how gonna... I actually heard that song because I didn't know him as a singer before and that's how young I am. My favourite thing about that was when all the Americans realised that Jerome Flynn had a past. Right, so to them, though, he was just like the dude from Game of Thrones. He's quite funny, he kills a lot of people. And all of us in the UK were like, no, this guy is so much more. There's Soldier Soldier. There's his whole career. I had a massive crush on him when I was a kid. See, I didn't know any of that. I, I was just like a stupid, dumb American as well. 
hey, nothing wrong with Americans. No, nothing, no, just those ones. A few more facts, because I can tell you really often. Give me the facts, Seven, I want them, I can the 17th, see them on the paper. 17th Bond. It was obviously Piers's first, but this is what I think is really interesting. Do you know who turned down the role of Bond before uh, Piers? Mel Gibson. Yeah, and? Uh, I don't know. Right, this is fascinating. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Oh, he would have been good. Which I'm glad about. No. But because, he would have been no, good. Because without, no, if Liam, Be- <laughs> Liam Neeson had been Bond, there would have been no Taken. Yeah, I know, I get that. But in terms of the grand scheme of life, if like... He would have been If great. it was an alternate timeline and Liam Neeson did it, he fits the part well. Not okay. anymore, but back in the day. And this makes me laugh. The other person, apparently, according to Wikipedia, that turned this role down was Hugh Grant. Oh, God. Imagine Hugh Grant. I'm so glad he didn't get that. I mean, I love him. He wouldn't have been good at Imagine, uh, 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 my name is, uh, I mean, yeah, you can do well, loads of gags. Double O, um, yes, oh, well. Wow, quite a good impression. <laughs> but the final fact, which is I find interesting as well, is that this film has 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. We have a rule in my household, we don't watch any film that has less than 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's a terrible rule to have. Yeah, but... Because some of the best films are poorly received by critics. Okay, think about it. Think how many films have been made in the world since time began, right? Yeah. There's only so, only so many hours in the day. You've got to have some criteria. Of course. So but we're like, starting at... I'm go sure on, the name a film on Rotten Tomatoes, less than 80%, which you think's good. I, I imagine Look Who's Talking has less... Okay, wait a minute. You know, the John Travolta film? Yeah, I know what the, the film babies, is. The babies, they talk. Yes, it's amazing. Bruce Willis is a baby. 59. Oh, that bad. would not even come close. Yeah, but like obviously, like that's obviously the case because it's not a good film, like technically it's a bit of a silly you know what is the highest highest rated James Bond rotten what do you reckon is the highest it will be one of the Casino Royale I reckon the new the The James Bond countdown and Rotten Tomatoes you reckon the 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 new Casino Royale yeah it will either be that or it will be Skyfall Sky yeah Skyfall Mm. how many do you reckon Um, 88 92 it doesn't surprise me because I think a lot of people who love the old ones probably aren't as on it with Rotten Tomatoes we'll come on to why I love Skyfall in context of Goldeneye in a sec (laughs) enough about that let's get on to the task at hand so the question which we've been set by our fictional teachers who are sat in the corner of the room, that's creepy, no they're not, is Goldeneye, superlative bond or cartoonish mess? And to really analyse Goldeneye to see if it is actually a brilliant example of bond, I guess we have to think about what makes a great bond. Right? Mm. Okay, so for you, what makes a great bond? For me, sorry I should have let you talk, but why not? <laughs> hey, it's my show, <laughs> kidding. Um, it has to be formulaic. You sort of know what you, know what you want from a bond film. You want a mix of brilliant stunts an interesting story you want humour you want a bit of sexiness you want you know a bit of swagger no? I I agree with you and I think Goldeneye has all the staples that you want from a traditional Bond film but in 2018 I'm not sure if you were to put a Goldeneye out now you would be as impressed I think people Mm. would be like it's kind of been done before at the time though it was exactly what everyone needed just one of the first things is casting right so for me I think Pierce Brosnan is a brilliant Bond, right? Fantastic. Because it's so different to Daniel Craig. And I think Daniel Craig is also a fantastic Bond, but they're so different. Mm. Pierce is, he does the humour stuff. He's got swagger. He's, I hate that word, keep saying it. Um, He's suave, you know, he's sophisticated. He looks great in action sequence. The only problem I have now watching it retrospectively is Mamma Mia. Mm. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I love Mamma Mia, but it showed a side of Piers, which is very different. Yeah, like, He had everything when he walked into the role. Like As you say, he was so suave and cool and 
never a hair out of place and even when he's running through like the you know the stacks and shooting people and everything he just looks so yeah Bond class <laughs> yeah this is what we want sorry um, I'm getting very excited no no here. hang on on that note then if you could have anyone in the world today any actor to play James Bond who um, that's a big question I actually thought a few months ago and I actually put a bet on it I thought that the guy from Dan Stevens is that his name from Beauty and the Beast and oh, yeah. Downton Abbey Downton, yeah. I just so when I saw him in a bit of an indie film called The Guest you mean an actor in Beauty and the Beast didn't make you think wow he'd be a great Bond no it didn't but oh, the, I can't he, see it he was in a film no. in 2014 I think it was called The, the Guest it was a bit of a weird indie one where it's like this, yeah but you like weird indie films I know I've but this is like it. genuinely like you would love it it's not that weird It was he's very Bond in it basically okay. And I was like, he could be Bond. Wow. So yeah, him. Um, I don't know. I didn't actually have an answer to this question. Yeah. Other than some curveball answer like Jennifer Lawrence. Oh my God. Mm, no, you're not down with the mm, female I'm Bond. I just don't feel it. I mean, Come on, wake up, Lee. It's 2018. <laughs> on that note, I would watch Jennifer Lawrence in anything. I think she is phenomenal. She is great. I love her. Yeah. Also, yeah. I definitely want to hang out with her down the pub. Yeah, she'd be a good laugh. Back to the cast of Golden Eyes. We've got Piers, brilliant. Ned Stark. Oh my god. Mm. Sean Bean. Just I can I sort of had forgotten he was in it. The weird thing is about him, especially, is like if you were to cast a film now in twenty eighteen of a similar ilk, you probably wouldn't put Pierce Brosnan as the leading man, but you would hundred percent put oh. Uh, Sean Bean as like a villain or even a leading man in like the, in the good sort of guy scenarios. He's just so good. He's always has been. But but uh, for me. Don't you? There was a moment when I was rewatching it, when I thought just the two of them together, Bond and Alec, um, bit like uh, the Beckham and Jamie Redknapp of their day. <laughs> they made they made such good double acts. It's a shame that you know he actually yeah. turned out to be bad. Spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah. Although uh, why would you be listening if you haven't watched the film? That'd be weird. Yeah, exactly. No, um, yeah, they they did make a very good double act. And to be honest, in another world, maybe Sean Bean could have been Bond. I don't. I oh. I, don't, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, you know, I know he's like traditionally the villain and he traditionally dies and everything he's in. But even so, like. He's cool and like he really fitted that role of like the second agent, which is like a hard one to do in Bond. There's been like people who've done it and no one really cares about them. Whereas in this one, you like really care about yeah. him, especially considering he's in the film as like a good guy for about 10 minutes at the start. Okay, I wish I could go and watch this film for the first time for the first time. Does that makes sense. I wish I could see this film for the first time again because yeah. I remember being a kid and when that twist comes that oh, he's a double agent, you're like, no. Yeah. Also, I didn't really understand it when I was a kid. No. I mean, I was really young. I was literally like, wait, he definitely died because we saw him get shot. But then we didn't quite get, see him get shot. And like, but then uh. still, it, it was like, yeah, he clearly got shot. Well, you know that apparently they had to cut out some scenes. They cut out a scene where you actually see the bullet, I think, like hit his head. Um, because it was just, it, you know, it pushed the film too much, like far overrated. Well, so maybe yeah. that's why. Also, minor observation: when Sean Bean was talking in his sort of RP accent, it was like he was hosting the Crystal Maze. <laughs> Wait, w- at what point? What you mean when he throughout when he, the film? When he's like talking, it's like, will you take the crystal or will you? Exit well, when the he comes room? out for the first time and just like reveals himself. Okay, yeah, a little bit. He's quite yeah. He's I quite. Just, he's like he does a lot of monologues in the film. I just expect him to burst into a bit of Ned Stark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he doesn't have luck with his heads. Actually, that's another question I have. Who is your favourite character to be severely disfigured in a film? Is it Sean Bean as Alec Trevelyan? Is it Harvey Dent in Batman? Any other other contenders? Well, I think Harvey Dent, that was just a bit over the top. 
like right. I would say even better the Joker in Jack Jack, Jack, Jack Nicholson's Joker mm. in the, first, the original Batman oh, yeah. when he falls in the acid and all that and then he comes out with a smile like that's so much better the, the Harvey Dent one was just a bit bit mental that is not how someone would look if like they wouldn't have like their skeleton just oh, like about, um, bared uh, the guy in Breaking Bad when he gets his yeah the bad guy Gus yeah 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 when he gets his yeah yeah oh when the God, bomb goes off yeah that's really cool I kind of want to re-watch Breaking Bad just to get to that moment yeah, I'm trying to think what are the disfigurements. I mean, there's got to be loads in Game of Thrones. Oh, the Hound. Yes. Love the Hound. Fantastic, yeah. What a guy. Anyway. And Jamie with his hand. Spoiler alert. Oh, oh have, you, have you seen Wimbledon? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> what, what a great film for a Sunday afternoon. A lovely film. Can't, and also, Paul Bettany's tennis playing. Fantastic. Amazing. And Keira Knightley as well. Is Keira Knightley? Am I getting wrong? Yeah, it's Keira Knightley. No, it's it? not. It's Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> ah, all the same. Didn't even Google it. Um... <laughs> Other bits of casting I love. Alan Cumming. I've met Alan Cumming on a, on a cruise ship. Shut up. Tell, I us, swear. tell us everything. Just sit I back. I was on a Caribbean cruise with my family and I spotted him on day two, I want to say. Um, <laughs> and I was like, Dad, that is 100% Boris from GoldenEye. Just stood at the... Uh, at the um, the the counter, getting his buffet. What, just being like a regular customer? Yeah, he was completely regular. Even though he, he was like a big star. It, it was like his mum. It was like three, four years ago. It was like his mum's birthday or something. Because eventually, I was like, okay, well, if I see him properly, I'm going to go up to him. And I went up to him and I was like, can I have a picture? He was like, yeah. Uh, we had a picture. And then I was like, just to let you know, like, I loved you as a kid in Golden Eye. And he was. Like, you got what? that picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we share it with our listeners? Oh, 100 percent. I'm sure all ten of our listeners will want to see that photo. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll share it after the show. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you remember, I mean, you may be too young for this. Do you remember a BBC, I think it was BBC Two comedy show called The High Life? No, where Alan Cumming and another guy, I can't remember who, played a, um, played air host, uh, air, what do you call them? Cabin crew. No, I don't, I don't oh remember that. Oh my God, you should dig that out. Okay. It was early, I remember being Like in, a sitcom? Yeah, yeah, like like massive, uh, just complete sitcom. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I remember being in the electronics class when I was about 12 and we had to do this project where we had to record something and uh, me and my friend decided to record the theme tune to The High Life. I could still sing the whole thing now, I won't. Anyone remember The High Life? Oh, other brilliant 90s... No, hang on a minute. Other brilliant 90s sitcom um, theme tunes. Game On. I don't remember Game On either. Jesus. I'm a kid. I'm young. Okay. Lee, you're at least 20... I'm hip. I'm cool. Oh, okay, whatever. 
Uh, homework for next week. <laughs> um, also, the first appearance of Judy Dench. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean that was, if anything, that that kind of made Goldeneye. Many ways, I think that was like a really big moment in the franchise. But the whole oh god, I hate saying this, but the whole story arc of um, Judy as M yeah. from her first appearance in Goldeneye to spoiler alert, her death in Skyfall. Man, that yeah. was sad. Yeah, that uh, yeah again, like it was nice to see like a film basically dedicated to her. I can't remember Bond without. Judy Dench in it because obviously if this was the first one that we saw properly mm. I just think she was phenomenal well the thing is like the older Bonds uh, M was in it a lot but it was always like okay first 20 minutes of the film he goes gets his mission from M and then M pops up at different points and then at the end he pops up getting annoyed that Bond is having sex with some woman on a boat or something like that that's usually the, the formula yeah. whereas when Judy Dench came in it was like now nah, she's ripped at the rule book she's like laying down the law Especially also, towards the end, it was like, you don't mess with me, like, you're just a disposable agent, I'm the business. And she actually calls Bond a sexist, misogynist dinosaur. Yeah, which he, which he is. I, I just a think... A relic of the Cold War. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. You could have an alternative career as a... Maybe we should start another podcast just about impressions. Nope. James Bond um, impressions only. Other brilliant casting, Robbie Coltrane, however his accent. Yeah, terrible accent. But like, kind of almost, but I feel like it's meant to not be that good. Love Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, he's Did cool. you watch, um, what was that TV show with him last year about, oh, National Treasure? Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. No. Um, it was quite dark. It was about aging uh, entertainers who, mm. certain things about their past are dug up, trying mm. to keep it light here. Yeah. But he was brilliant. I yeah. recommend, it's, I think it's only about three or four parts. I think it was on Channel 4 or something. I really recommend watching that. Okay. Obviously, Hagrid. Yeah, of course. Amazing. I mean, he's great. Imagine saying to your like grandkids or whether yeah I was in Harry Potter I was in Bond. Have you ever met a Harry Potter actor in real life? No, but I'm not that big a Harry Potter fan. Sorry, oh. I hate it. Yeah. Can we get back to Bond, please? <laughs> okay. I like Bond. Enough about casting stunts. Yeah. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. What do you think of the stunts in Goldeneye? Um, Are they classic Bond? Oh my god. I mean. The- the opening, see, oh. the opening like bit is like what the bit where he jumps into the uh, plane. All of it, oh like jumping God. off, like in the toilet, shooting people, like just running around the facility. Like it's just unbelievable. It's no, no, so. It's good. not unbelievable, as in unbelievable. Good. It's like literally unbelievable. Yeah. Oh but yeah. The of problem course. is, you kind of have to suspend your disbelief to watch Bond, isn't, don't you? Isn't all Bond basically like, like, like that? Where he, like land in the plane and all. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, the Bond. Yeah, the plane bit is is silly as well. But like, the, just it's so cool. Like everything about it, everything about Brosnan in that opening scene is just like you just straight away you're into it. You you, you get what the film is trying to do. That's what I love about it. Other stunts slash set pieces. That blimmin' pen with Alan Cumming. Yeah, quality. Oh no, quality though. But like, it made me literally. In honestly, this is like a true story. Like, I used to do that in class after the film because like it was like exciting. It was like I'd I'd, I'd try and flip it around my fingers <laughs> and I press it like twice and then flip it and three times and flip it and then I'd get so excited by it. Like it just like it made pens cool. <laughs> like pens aren't cool. And then and then Bond they made sh- pens they interesting. Put, they should put that on the poster. Yeah. Goldeneye making pens cool. It did. No, but what really annoyed me is because obviously once you rewatch and rewatch that film, you know it's coming. And then I actually watched the workings out of how the pen manages to end up in Boris's hand, and it's so haphazard. Wow, how did like, it? Because like it was on the side because they stole everything. They took everything off. Was it Bond and put it on the side like his watch? Oh yeah, because he's like, oh, this watch does it still work? So put the pen on the side, and then then Boris like falls over and just happens to like grab the pen, and then it's in his. Oh my god! You can't get hung up on those details though in a Bond film. You I just get over myself. The other big topic I want to talk about in relation to Bond and Goldeneye is women 
and the treatment and the portrayal of women. Mm. And there is one moment, I mean, there's the classic, uh, I don't want to get into a massive debate about women in Bond, but there's one moment that really let me down, which I don't think I really twigged when I was um, a kid watching this film. It's when, like, Moneypenny says, she says, oh, you know, this kind of behaviour could qualify for sexual harassment. And Bond goes, oh, really? What's the penalty for that? Right, and rather than her being like, "Well, I'm actually going to have you arrested and like locked up and publicly shamed," she's like, "Someday you'll have to make good on your innuendos." Yeah. Oh look, here's the police here to get Bond. <laughs> I'm like, guys, it's poor. It was a different time. It's poor. I always never really liked the whole relationship between Money Penny and Bond in any of the films. Nah. To be honest, like it's always he, been a bit strange. He took her for a ride. Yeah, he just messed her about a lot, and she went for it. And I and I feel like now they're make they're trying to make her a bit more of like an independent like character Which who I fully doesn't support. need Bond. Yeah, of course. Like, Why is there no Money Penny spin-off? Is there a Money Penny spin-off? There isn't, but there probably will. Could Jennifer day. Lawrence play her? Uh, always. She can play anything she wants. Oh god. It'd be amazing. Yeah. In fact, why I really hope the broccoli's listening to this. Yeah. But back back to the subject of um of women in Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah, I, I what do you think of Xenia? First of all, what a ridiculous... I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but on a top, honestly. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, they're just taking the piss. Um, What do I think? I don't know. I just find I find all those scenes really annoying. I find the whole cringe, concept of, like, how she kills people, just like... And also her death scene, I think, is dreadful. Yeah, like, it's a weird way to go out. Because she was quite, like... She's a cool character. She's a cool act actress, Famke Janssen. Like, she's, she's done some good stuff since. But, like, yeah, a bit, a bit of a weird character in general. Like, a bit of a, it felt like a bit of a caricature of a of a villain like yeah. a bit too silly so like all good students now that we've weighed up all the different sides of the argument we have to make our conclusions do you remember mm. writing conclusions god yeah. you get to the end of an exam you just be like my hand is aching and then you just be like oh last thing you want to do okay sorry but um, in the context of you know golden eye superlative bond or cartoonish mess my summation is this. I think that saying Bond is formulaic is a bit like saying rain is wet. It's mm. part of the reason we love the film. So if you if you hold it up by that standard, Goldeneye is is up there with peak Bond. Mm. It's got everything you want. Um, has it stood the test of time? One thing that really cracked me up is how much it's aged, which is an obvious thing to say, but the technology... Yeah, so yeah. you know, like when she when she goes to that um, the electronics guy with her shopping list of tech, and she's like CD-ROMs and modems. Yeah, yeah, of course. And just the computers. I mean, and, and that's a way to really age a film. The thing is, though, as I said, it came in that period where we were just on the cusp of that technolo- technological revolution. <laughs> Can't really say that. Big boy, so, well yeah. done. So it's like we were just about getting there, and that's why it all looks a bit clunky and awkward. Whereas it, do- it doesn't look as cartoonish as like the eighties, where they had like weird tech and stuff. Like that's still almost looks right for that era yeah. whereas 90s is so close to like 2000s that you're like how did they actually have those massive just, phones and things just thinking years to come when you know we're watching Daniel Craig on his iPhone we're going to be like does he have an iPhone I bet he doesn't I bet he has some I feel like deal with some, someone else yeah, I think it's Samsung okay, imagine he's on like a Samsung that. or his Huawei or whatever we're going to be like dude you had a phone we just have chips in our brain now exactly. to communicate oh Thank you so much for listening today as we analyse Goldeneye. Um, how do you think we did on our essays? Do you think you would have got good mark? I think I would have got a decent mark, yeah. I think I gave good context, good opinions. I'm a No, great but the person. main thing is, Lee, you backed them up with examples, okay? Yes, that and is the most the important thing. thing. We would love to hear from you. Have you got an opinion about Goldeneye? Is there something you want us to overanalyze in great depth um, until you're all bored of it in future episodes? Um, don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And also you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ASCC Podcast. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.